Welcome back to the Seek Adventure Podcast with your hosts, Sam and Nate. Today is episode 27. We're going to be touching on e-scouting and scouting in general. On today's episode, we'll talk a little bit about our own experiences with e-scouting, how we go about doing it, and some resources that we use and have that are also available to you, both free and paid. So tune in and enjoy. Do you do any e-scouting? Yeah. I'm assuming most of the time you don't do as much e-scouting just because, like, when you're in Wyoming guiding, your boots on the ground all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, before I was guiding out there, I was doing quite a bit of e-scouting for deer in, like, different parts, like up here in Minnesota and then different areas of Wisconsin. I was doing a little bit of e-scouting. Yeah. Yeah, I think the... I've done a lot of e-scouting here in wisconsin and then i i'm sure if anybody's listened to some of our other podcasts they've heard kind of our lack of ability to e-scout on our montana trip um Mm -hmm. which really changed my view of how to e-scout um i think just because like here in wisconsin and i think it's a little different if you get down to like bluff country or over to bluff country but where we are for the most part everything's relatively flat top of line they're not super close together um you're kind of looking for more of like when you're e-scouting like what what's the vegetation look like does it look like lowland does it look like a high spot you know um, yep. where when you're starting to get out west you need to start looking at like how steep is can i get up that is it too steep can i see over that ridge um if i climb down in this ridge am i going to be able to get up to this next canyon or is it a two mile vertical hike um, right. So I think, well, I've, you know, I got a couple, um, things that I've learned. I know that you've got some stuff that you've learned over the years. Um, and then we'll also just talk about some just normal scouting boots on the ground. Cause you're not going to get better than that. The e-scouting is really for when you can't get boots on the ground. Right. Right. And I mean, e-scouting if you're going on your own hunt up like for us to go out west i think you're stupid to not e-scout you know you don't want to be going in blind somewhere and just hoping for the best yeah especially when you're on a short trip like you're hunting you're only hunting four or five days you don't have time to take a day or two of that away because you don't know what you're doing or you don't have plans to go somewhere or you only picked out one place and you get there and there's 700 other trucks there Right. Um, and that, I mean, so the unit we drew for Wyoming Antelope this year, it was our third choice, and it's it's tough for public land, and we're going to need to e-scout hard because we're going to need backup plan on backup plan on backup plan. Mm-hmm. So, um, and even we were just looking at the, the maps. You know, what day did the draw come out? The 17th, I think, the draw results. So we were looking at, maps and it's steeper than I would like and I've learned that those topo lines are super super important to pay attention to when you're doing your e-scouting which I think is a really like the first and probably like the most important point to think of when you're e-scouting when you're going out west is topo lines because that's the thing we missed 
really, I guess we didn't miss them. We saw them. We just didn't understand the magnitude of how, how close they were, what that actually means. And so, so for goats, aren't you guys going to be looking wanting to look for like relatively flat, low ground? Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple places, and like I said, the public land is tough on this unit. I think it's like seven percent um, of the unit is accessible public land, and it's already a small unit to begin with. So there's not a whole lot, and so we're trying to find. Yeah, ideally, we're, I mean, antelope prairie plains you want flat or maybe some rolling sagebrush or plains and uh, we're a lot of the places that are public land have pretty steep 100 200 foot um rises and falls which i i guess you probably i mean you i know you spent more time in wyoming than me i don't really know if the antelope are going to be there if it's if it's conducive for them since it's pretty low elevation still it's only like four thousand feet or if they're not going to because it's too steep up and down on the sides of them and then they get into a big draw which they don't feel safe in because they can't see i mean antelope obviously their big advantage and why they like being on the plains is they can see right yeah i mean i don't know much about antelope hunting so can't really help you on that one but, um, yeah, so the topo lines, you got to make sure, so antelope hunting or anything that you want to be on a flat ground, you don't want those topo lines super close together because that means there's some elevation change very rapidly. And then right. on top of that elevation change, if you don't know what the soil composition is, it, you know, it could be not super steep, but it could be all clay or all shale and you can't climb it. You can't get up it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the other big thing is to remember when you're e-scouting is that those satellite images are taken. What well, I don't even know how often they're taken, but not very often. So yeah, we're, I we're, know, I, I know like Google earth, I'm pretty sure keeps up pretty well on their uh, satellite images. Cause I've gone there and, more updated stuff than like say onyx or something yeah so i mean it's just important to remember that what you're looking at on your onyx or uh, i don't know if go hunt has one um or i know hunt and fool has an e-scouting thing that you can use if you remember when you're looking at that you got to know and remember that those pictures may not be accurate they may not even be from the same year they might be from a couple years ago um, which is important to keep in mind Right. I know that I ran into that with Onyx in Colorado where I was looking e-scouting and on the satellite image it was trees and it looked really nice Um, and when we got there it was a burn area there was nothing there Sure. and you would have never known that until you got there based on the satellite images right kind of going into like I guess the things you can use to e-scout we've talked about onyx a bunch i think that's both of our main and primary tool um that we use would you agree yeah i mean i use that pretty well well i would say 98 percent of the time for my e-scouting i know like obviously you're doing a lot more than i am um but 
a little bit I've been doing for deer hunting and then even turkey hunting. I've been, I e-scouted a little bit this last year, just looking for a few certain things in areas that we hunt. Um, it's all been on Onyx. And then like I mentioned, Google Earth, I'll jump over there to try to see some more updated satellite images every now and again. Mm-hmm. When you're using Onyx, have you used their 3D feature yet? Uh, I actually have not really played around with it too much. Yeah, it's, I don't, I actually, I think they might have taken it off or maybe I've never actually seen it on my phone. Um, I tried using it on my phone the other day and I couldn't get it to go to 3D. And maybe that just was, my internet was slow or something, but it's nice. It's super nice, the 3D version. It definitely works better on a computer though. Um, Sure. You don't, you get, and it works the best if you had a computer with a mouse because you can really play around with it and, and rotate stuff around. And it's nice to actually see, going back to them topo lines, when you flip it in 3D, all of a sudden you're like, oh, so that's what I'm actually looking at. Right. Um, the other big thing, and I didn't use it a ton last year. It was kind of almost brand new last year. This year they've, they've done a lot of upgrades to it, and um, I think they really got it pretty well dialed in is hunting fools e-scout maps um they've got a new feature on there that's a line of sight feature which i'm really excited to use especially for antelope hunting Uh, basically you can pick a point and then you can see what your line of sight would be if you could see over a hill or you could see you know down through a valley um which is going to be awesome to use and i plan on using that a ton yeah, I know you were just telling me that before we started recording here. I, I mean, I haven't been keeping up on that stuff lately, but I didn't even see that they had that option on there. Yeah, so I'm excited to to get on and really dive into some e-scouting with that. But then also every, I shouldn't say every state, but every state I've applied for has their own little e-scouting map when you when you're on their website they're usually not super user-friendly um but a lot of times they have good information like biology information and stuff like that on units do you um have that same experience yeah i mean a little bit i've looked into like you said not always the most user-friendly or you know it's a little tougher to navigate around but there's usually always stuff available on state website yeah um, which is nice. It, you know, it's nice to know where your unit is. Sometimes it can take me 10 minutes to find a unit on Onyx because I don't know where it is. And I just, you know, I heard about it from somebody and I'm like, oh, I better go. I want to go check out that unit. And on the state website, yeah. a lot of times you can just punch it in or click on it and then it brings you right to it. And then you can move over to Onyx and look at it a little closer. Right. Um, definitely though, what, what, uh, view do you put, keep your Onyx in? Do you do that hybrid where it's the topple map and the satellite image or are you more just yeah. a straight sack guy or? No, I'm pretty much hybrid all the time. And then if anything, straight topo. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I agree. I usually run that hybrid and then a lot of times I'll put it in straight the, the topo because it's, you can see your lines better and, um, your elevation's better than when you got it on that satellite version too. Right. right. I'd imagine too, I'm going to actually have to start doing some e-scouting for our Arizona hunt, huh? Yeah, our Arizona hunt. And 
I think our bear hunt, we're probably not going to need to do too much just because you're up there no. and you're, yeah. you're going to know. And we kind of already got it dialed into at least what lake we think we're going to hunt on. Um, yeah. So hope, I mean, the hope. big thing, I'll just be nailing down a permit for where I'm pretty sure we want to go and then go from there. I mean, it's going to be pretty easy as far as hunting goes. You know, we won't have to do a ton of scouting. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll be easy as far as hunting goes. I think it'll be easy as far as pre-hunting goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, but the hunt should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I've been talking to a few guys around town about it and my buddies, and then talking to clients about it here and there, and gets you pretty excited about it. But I think that's going to be a tough one for us to both take out on. Yeah, and. It's coming up fast, and you all don't even have your bow yet. Is, all I got to say about it is I hope I win that coin toss or however we're deciding. Yeah. First. <laughs> I agree. I hope I win that coin toss. No way. Yeah, we better. It's you think I? We got to just kind of flip a coin. It's just got to be heads or tails. Totally random. No, I think we should rock paper scissors because I don't lose that rock paper scissors. All right, I'd be down. Best out of three, though. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, we can do that. Um, but yeah, no, you, I don't lose. You don't even have your bow yet. I'll have it here in just a couple short days. Yeah, which that would be nice. Oh, I'm so excited! Finally, my hand. When did when, when did you uh, order? The, when did you order that V3? I don't know when did we February? Jan- no, it was like when it first dropped. They dropped it in November. Oh, man. I bet probably, it, was, it was before the first of the year. I bet it was late November, early December. Yeah, I think you're right. Because it was, it was pretty, like, they had just dropped them. None of the other new bows had dropped yet. I think Matthews and uh, Bowtech maybe dropped their bows still in November. And then we went and shot it. He had one in. No, he didn't even mm-hmm. have any in. We shot that guy's set up one. Yep. And then fell in love. Wasn't even going to get one. And then before I left, left the shop that day, I had one on order. <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, you can't shoot something like that and not get it. I know. Um, but, I mean, I would have had it sooner. I was just with the mods that I was getting with it is why it took so long. Yeah, I mean, every, totally custom mods, which it sh- I don't know. It shouldn't take that much longer, but I guess it does. <laughs> COVID problems, man. Yep, COVID problems. But I guess back to e-scouting or scouting in general. Um, do you got any, I think, I'm assuming like if you're a member for Go Hunt, I don't really know anything about Epic. I know Hunt and Fool has one. All those places have some sort of e-scouting resources to mm-hmm. take advantage of. So make sure you're doing it. And if you're members at more than one of them, take advantages of all of them because some programs are going to have better um, some things they're going to do better and some things they're not going to do as well as the next program. Right. And one and, thing I'll add to like for hunting pool anyway, is, uh, when you're e-scouting, like use all the resources available to you, like call the call yeah. hunting pool, talk to them. And then you can get the list of the previous, you know, hunters for certain units and then you can call reach out to those guys. And most of the time, sounds like they're more than to help. Yeah, and I was I was going to touch on that too that it's so important to 
use all the resources. If you're paying for a hunt and fool membership, well, I shouldn't say that anymore because I know they just changed their membership where there's different levels. But if you've had hunt and fool in the past where you still have the all the bells and whistles or you're paying for all the bells and whistles, you're just throwing money away if you're not calling them guys. They're smart. That's what they're they're literally getting paid to do that. They live there, they hunt there, they know what they're talking about. Right. So give them a call and if you've drawn, especially if you're in a limited entry draw where you've drawn for a specific unit, you can nail down, hey, this is the unit we're going to hunt in. This is what we're having trouble with. Um, there's not a lot of, for example, us, there's not a lot of public land there. How can we circumnavigate that? Where should we go? What kind of terrain should we look, be looking at? Because it's a lot steeper than I thought it was going to be. And, you know, there's still antelope there. It's Wyoming. They're everywhere. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I'll throw out there too is uh, like go watch some YouTube. Like, there's so many videos talking about how to e scout and like helping, you know, just with scouting in general on YouTube. You know, utilize that too. Yeah, and I think I don't know if it's Epic or Gritty or one of the guys that does one of the um, pretty big name uh, podcasts. They have an e scouting course. Like, it's literally an online course to do couple hours or a couple days or whatever it takes and Mm -hmm. it teaches you how to e-scout so what to look for how to navigate things um, which if you're having trouble or you're just like hey I really want to get good at this because I know people that that's all they do every single year they go to a new place they haven't they've never been there before they e-scout it they pick a couple spots and they're successful you know one thing uh to is even for us, like, you can't get mad at yourself if you spend all summer e-scouting, go out somewhere and it's either not what you expected, kind of what you ran into last year, or, like, you're not successful because, you know, it's it's still one of those things you're going to get better the more you do it. You know, the first time you do it, you're not going to be an expert. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're spending the money on the trip, on the tag and everything, and you want to be successful. But, I mean, reality is you're not always going to be successful. Yeah. So, I mean, at least as long as you're learning from it and becoming better for the next one that you go on, I mean, I guess you can't really ask for much more than that. Yeah. And especially, Um, I mean, it's our first couple of years going out west. And it's just a, it's a different, it's a different ball game out there than what we're used to here. Right. And even like, I know we're talking about going out west and scouting out there. Like even for us in the Midwest, if you're going south or east, still, no matter what you're hunting, still do your homework, mm-hmm. you know, and east south. Yeah. And if, you know, we're talking a bunch about e scouting, but in scouting in general, if you have time, get your boots on the ground. That's the best way you're ever going to scout. There's no, there's no beating it. That doesn't mean throw right. e-scouting out the window. I mean, you can e-scout a couple places and then, hey, I've got a long weekend off and I don't got a lot of plans. So I'm going to go and take a weekend and do one day of scouting in this place that I have e-scouted that I think is nice. And now you know what the terrain looks like. You know what you were scouting. Um, that's, I mean, that's really priceless information to have. Yeah, and I mean, you took uh, you went out to Colorado before season and scouted a weekend, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And I know, uh, like guys too, even for whitetail hunting down in the Central Plains area, they'll go down and spend a weekend, like in the summer, and 
put some boots on the ground and do a lot of glass and try to find deer then. I mean, obviously not everybody's going to have time to do that, but if you, have, if you do, you can make it a fun weekend too, you know, or fun however many days you want to take to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, you know, it comes down, like you said, not everyone has the time to get boots on the ground, but if you do, do it. Don't don't shortchange yourself because the more and more I read, the more culture has turned to if you want to be successful, you need to spend 70% of your time scouting and 30% hunting rather mm-hmm. than 70% hunting and 30% scouting just because, especially here um, in the Midwest and when you're hunting, you're sitting in one spot. Right. You know, you get out west and it's a little bit different because you're, you don't really know where any of the animals are unless, like, you guys, I think, have kind of some lockdowns on some animals just because you're up there 24-7 and you know where bulls are and you you can kind of hunt specific bulls. But if you're out there on a do-it-yourself hunt, you're just going to be walking and going and trying to find animals. Right. Um, anything else on scouting, either e-scouting, um, boots on the ground scouting, what you do, tips or tricks, or uh, what's been successful for you? No, I think uh, we covered it pretty well. I mean, just put in the time. Yeah, yeah, it really comes down to putting in the time. And I think... Uh, I mean, if you have asked about it, expect not so great results. Yeah, know? yeah, and it doesn't... I'll be honest, it doesn't matter how good of a hunter you are if you don't take the time to e-scout or scout and have, be in a good, put yourself in a good position, you could be an amazing hunter and you're not going to be successful. Right. You got to make those, make everything all around and put in the time through e-scouting, scouting, um, and then when you're out there. And you also got to be flexible when you're out there. You know, if you thought you e-scouted a place super, super good and you know that you're going to be successful and you know there's deer there and or whatever you're hunting and you go out there and it's just like, oh, this is not what I thought. One, you should have I mean, a backup plan. I'm pretty sure you're referring to a hunt of your own, your Montana hunt. Yeah. Yep. And if anybody wants to hear, uh, you know, how e-scouting didn't exactly turn out as planned, just go listen to our first episode and we pretty well cover, uh, scouting I wouldn't say fail but you know how it was different than what you expected it to be yeah yeah and it just and we didn't have a very good backup plan and it hurt us so make sure you have a backup plan uh, make sure you use all the resources available to you whether that's uh, calling people e-scouting on different websites google earth onyx anything you can get your hands on um, do that and I think like you said, it's not going to be perfect the first time, not going to be perfect the first few times, but you'll get better and your success rate will keep going up. Right. Anything else to yeah. add? No, I think that pretty well covers it. And also, guys, I also just want to touch on, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Please feel free, leave us some feedback, comment on this stuff, let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything in particular. I mean, we are totally open to talking about whatever, anything outdoors. So, yeah, I think uh, that pretty well covers it. We'll just wrap this one up right here. If you don't have anything planned this year, 
get your ass in gear, get something planned for 2022, do your homework, do some scouting, and keep living a life worth reading about.